Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Rise and Shine podcast. Today, I am treating you to the Rise and Shine Halloween special because Halloween is right around the corner and I am really tremendously excited for it. I will not give away any details of what I will specifically be talking about, but let's get straight into the episode. So Halloween is something that I honestly have not really celebrated as much before I moved to the US, but ever since I came here, I quickly realized that Halloween is a really big deal in the US and that people uh, participate as much as they can. And um, I have been extremely curious about Halloween and about the kinds of costumes that people put on because there are a lot of differences to the way people celebrate Halloween in Germany and I feel like many other European countries as well. And so what I did for this episode is one, I looked at a couple of statistics that I personally found really interesting and I think that you guys might enjoy them as well. Then I'm going to tell you about the 10 most haunted places in the US and then I'm going to finish by telling you my personal most embarrassing slash weird slash just really mm, like crazy Halloween story. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, so... Uh, Like I said, there are like differences in how people celebrate Halloween between Germany and the US, but I'm not going to focus on Germany too much because like I said, it's just not that big of a deal there. But I actually was curious how most Americans or people around me um, celebrate Halloween and the, I, you know, I looked at a bunch of different statistics at my favorite <laughs> statistics um, provider called statista.com. Very useful. Like if you ever are in need of statistics, they have pretty good recent statistics. So in 2021, 66% said they were going to hand out candy to kids. Um, that's a lot. It's two thirds of Americans are planning to do that. Uh, more than half of Americans are engaging in Halloween decorations in their home. And then 40% of Americans carve pumpkins. I actually thought that was going to be less. Um, but yeah, 44% pretty good. Um, also about half of all Americans dress up in a costume and, a quarter of all Americans this year throw or attend a party. And I think especially in the lure lure of the COVID pandemic, this is actually a very interesting piece of information because 25% are either planning to throw or attend a party, which is not that much to be honest. Also given that all of the respondents of the survey were 18 years and older and they had over 8,000 people that they asked. I know that's not a super big sample size but it's definitely um, like big enough I think to have some representation. So 25% I think that's pretty interesting. I wonder if that would be more if we were not still kind of in a pandemic with all of the restrictions and people not really wanting to crowd up, which is like totally reasonable. And the same thing actually goes for trick or treating, because I imagine that it is somewhat of a 
risk if parents allow their kids to go trick-or-treating given that COVID is still kind of out there. And for 2021, I actually have not found um, a statistic, but I, I found a statistic from last year and people last year were really split about whether they were gonna let their kids go trick-or-treat. So last year, as of 2020, a third of people wouldn't let their go wouldn't let their kids go trick or treat about 31% were neutral about it and then 38% said yes they were going to let their kids go trick or treat um and that's just you know allowing them um in you know given that there is like a pandemic out there so that is actually really interesting that people are really split as to what they were going to do with trick-or-treating and the pandemic and then you know something else i just told you all of the things that americans do for halloween which um obviously involves a lot of expenditures and halloween just like a lot of these um like holidays that are not really like founded in I don't know, religion or something like that. Like all of these um, holidays, I think have been super commercialized, such like such as Mother's Day, like Valentine's Day, also Halloween. And um, Halloween actually is booming with um, people spending more and more money on getting ready and like preparing this the, themselves for Halloween. And it's also really interesting because in the past like five years, Americans have spent... Um, like um about nine billion us dollars like across all of the us in preparation for halloween and then last year during the covid pandemic it has slowed down and people have only only quote unquote spent eight billion dollars on halloween stuff and this year they seem to make up for that kind of decrease in expenses because this year it is anticipated or also um, like projected by you know purchases that are already being made that um, the expenditure this year is actually going to be the highest it has ever been which you know maybe also has to do with inflation but um, just you know regardless of that people in the u.s are expected to spend a total of 10.1 billion u.s dollars just on halloween stuff this year i think that is really interesting um you know how like, halloween impacts uh, the spending and also maybe the pandemic and the slowing down of like halloween last year has expedited it even more this year and i also found another statistic saying that people spend the most money of those 10.1 billion dollars on costumes um followed by decorations and candy so those are the three big um spending sources uh, so like spending like things what like people spend their their money on at around halloween um and costumes is apparently the most ex the biggest expense in the halloween spendings also it is um this is like an older like, number from 2019 where the spending was um around nine billion and in that year people like the average American 
women spend $76 on Halloween stuff, may it be costume candy or like the decorations, and the average man, and that kind of surprised me a little bit, actually spent more than the average woman. So the average man in the US spent around $96 in that year on Halloween stuff. So it's interesting how, you know, Americans spent between $75 and $100 uh, just for Halloween-related things. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. And then in terms of costumes, <laughs> that um, is also surprisingly uh, boring, I want to say, because the most popular costume for adults ever and it is the most popular costume every single year in like the past 10 years is the witch costume so witches are apparently the most popular costume among adults in the u.s and um of course because there are the marvel movies that are extremely popular that has been um a trend that has been coming up and that is still increasing and previously, Batman has been the most popular costume uh, among the super superhero reigns, but that is being taken over now by the Marvel costume. So I think that is really cool. And then um, I was also really um, excited to see that um, the Americans, they really like to dress up their pets as well. And um, around, uh, like I think, 15% of pet owners um, dress up their pets as uh, some kind of Halloween uh, figure and it is really cute like there are trends for pet costumes as well believe it or not and um, in 2019 the most popular pet costume was a pumpkin followed by a hot dog followed by a superhero followed by the bumblebee and this year in 2021 it has changed a little bit, not too much though. Um, top one is still the pumpkin. Um, about 10% of pets get dressed up as a pumpkin, really cute. Uh, followed by the hot dog, <laughs> followed by a superhero costume. And then um, the fourth place, and I think this is a little bit weird, but I don't know, maybe not, is the cat. So people dress up their pets as cats. I don't know if that makes any sense, but they do. And then um, in fifth place, we have the bumblebee. And I think that's super adorable, dressing up your, your little dog or cat or whatever as a bumblebee. I think that's really, really, really cute. And if I had a pet, I would definitely dress it up um, for sure. I think that is really, really, really cute. <laughs> so the next segment um, involves ghosts. And I personally do not believe in ghosts, but another survey that was conducted among more than a thousand respondents indicated that 36% of Americans actually believe in ghosts and 43% don't believe in ghosts. And I mean, that's still like more than people who believe in ghosts, but then there are 20% of people who don't know. And there is 1% that refuse to respond. <laughs> kind of sus, if you're asking me. So 36% of Americans believe in ghosts, which is very interesting because I don't know. Um, 
are there a lot of ghosts in the U.S.? We will find out. So, also, statistically, the rate of ghosts over time has decreased since 2012. And actually, in 2020, only nine ghost sightings were reported in the U.S. compared to almost 4,000 in 2012. So, this means, the real question is, do ghosts also quarantine because of the pandemic? And that's why there were only nine ghost sightings. Who knows? We will never uh, know, probably. But there are places in the U.S. that are, according to you know ghost sightings, more ha- haunted than others. If you want to meet a real-life ghost, definitely go to Texas. Texas is the most haunted spot in the U.S., And it has had more ghost sightings over the past 50 years than any other state. California is a close second, followed by Ohio, Michigan, and Illinois. So those places you should definitely go if you want to meet a ghost. Um, Texas had 7,100 ghost sightings. California, 6,500 ghost sightings. So those are good places to go if you want to meet a ghost. Ohio, about two and a half thousand. Michigan, the same. So yeah, that's not not bad places to go to meet a ghost. If you, like me, do not really want to meet a ghost, I would recommend going to Delaware. Delaware did not have a lot of ghost sightings. In fact, only 124 in the past 50 years. Um, Also, Hawaii, Wyoming, Vermont, and Alaska are pretty safe. If you don't want to meet ghosts, each of those states only had a few hundred um, sightings each in the past 50 years. So that's pretty good information to have at hand if you are concerned about ghosts. And now let's actually have a closer look at the places specifically, not just states that are the most haunted in the US. So the most haunted place in the US is actually not in Texas or in California. It is actually in Louisiana and it is the La Lori Mansion in New Orleans, Louisiana. And the story behind this goes as follows. Madame Marie Delphine La Laurie was a Louisiana socialite known for hosting ritzy soirees in her mansion in the French Quarter of New Orleans during the early 19th century. Guests gorged on fine food and champagne, unaware of the grisly scenes unfolding two floors above. When local police responded to a kitchen fire in 1834, they discovered the bodies of several horribly mutilated slaves in the attic. A mob stormed the house, prompting La Laurie to flee to France. People have since claimed to hear the phantom screams of her victims, 
spilling from the house in the dead of night. So, that is pretty scary, pretty horrible. Like, what the fuck? Um, most haunted place in the US. Second haunted place in the US is located in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. And it is called the Shanghai Tunnels in Portland, Oregon. Portland was one of the most dangerous ports in the US in the 19th century. It was the epicenter of Shanghaiing, a form of human trafficking. What the fuck? According to local lore, swindlers preyed upon unsuspecting men in the local saloons, which were often outfitted with trapdoors that dropped victims directly into underground tunnels. These men were then supposedly held captive, drugged, and eventually sold to ships as unpaid laborers. The tunnels are said to be haunted by the aggrieved spirits of captives who died in the dark recesses beneath the city. Okay, that's a pretty awful story as well. Again, what the fuck? But that's the way it is. Dang. Okay. Third most haunted place in the US is located in Philadelphia. Actually, I am in Philadelphia, so I could go check that out if I wanted to. So the third most haunted place is the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This menacing Gothic-style prison opened in Philadelphia in 1829 and became the first in the U.S. to implement solitary confinement. Prisoners languished in gloomy cells with virtually no human contact, with hoods placed over their head when moved. Proponents of the system believed it would lead to penitence and ultimately rehabilitation. Critics believed it incited emotional anguish comparable to physical torture. When the prison closed in 1971, it is believed that the ghosts of the inmates took back the prison. Visitors claimed to see apparitions wandering corridors and hear mischievous whispers in abandoned cell blocks. <sighs> okay, well, I mean, solitary confinement is shitty as fuck, but um, yeah, at least nobody was like actually sold off into slavery or like murdered. Um, but still, that really, that really sucks. Um, sorry about that. And I'm glad they don't do that anymore these days. I think um, I have to end it here because I do have to run off. Um, if you like this and if you would like to hear the other most haunted places in the US besides the top three, I am happy to record this in the next episode. Just let me know if you want to hear the rest and I'll, oh no, actually, I will, I will give you the rest because I actually want to hear them too. <laughs> so 
um, before I run off to my appointment, I actually have to give you my most weirdest Halloween story of my personal life. So, like I said, also in Germany, people go trick-or-treating. And when I was a kid, I went trick-or-treating as well. And um, in Germany, it's kind of hit or miss. You never know if you can go, like, knock somebody's door or not. Because not that many people actually participate in handing out candy. But when I... My friend and I at the time um, knocked the door. And I was about eight or something like that. Of, like, an old lady... She opened the door and she, and that's kind of weird, she like let us into her apartment. And I think she was not prepared for trick-or-treaters because like we were standing in this old lady's living room and she kind of didn't know what we wanted. <laughs> and so we kind of told her that we're uh, trick-or-treating, it's Halloween and she's supposed to give us candy <laughs> and she was a little like I don't know out of it like maybe not like I don't know just still didn't really know and um, so she ended up going to her cabinet opening it taking out her like whatever she had in terms of candy and she ended up <coughs> excuse me giving us uh, candy and um, yeah it was a little weird like the lady itself was kind of strange but we left and on our way home, my friend and I got kind of excited about the candy that this old lady had given us because it was different from the other candies we had gotten that night. And also, at the time, um, I grew up on the countryside and it was not unusual for kids to, especially on Halloween, to walk around outside at night by themselves. And so it was like safe, it was totally normal at the time. So it was just my friend and I, and on the way home, because we got so excited, we opened um, the candy that she had given us, and we actually started um, eating it. And like halfway on the way home, I started to feel kind of dizzy, just kind of strange. And um, I remember like at some point, I remember like clinging to like a like a lantern pole because I was having trouble balancing on my feet and I and my my friend and I we like made it home and when my mom checked my Halloween candy that I had gotten she found the the wrapping of this old lady's um Halloween and I uh, Halloween candy and I had also told my man that I kind of felt like weird and um so what had happened is that this old lady had given us like schnapps chocolates. So like little chocolates, truffles that are filled with alcohol. And I know that's maybe not a very common like kind of chocolate in the US, but in Germany it's fairly common, especially among like elderly people to have that at home. And um, because this lady clearly didn't know what trick-or-treating was and wasn't prepared for it, she gave us those like alcohol-infused chocolates. <laughs> and my friend and I ate it and we got drunk <laughs> on the way home. And so the moral of the story is that I actually got drunk the first time in my life at eight years old um, at Halloween. <laughs> Unintentionally, of course. And it got really bad to the extent that I couldn't walk straight and I ended up clinging to 
a lantern pole because I couldn't walk anymore. So that's my strange, weird, um, not so spooky, but yeah, strange Halloween story that I wanted to share with you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For me, it was a lot of fun to kind of go through Halloween stuff and it was very insightful. I hope you found it insightful as well. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And with that, I'm going to say spooky goodbye and until next time, guys.